Happy New Year. Are you excited for 2019? Yeah! <laughs> Please be more excited than you are for the Bengals. <laughs> wow. For those of you visiting, you may not know me. My name's Phil Nelson. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm so excited for what God is doing in our midst. You know, I'm excited for what God's doing in my life. He's molding me, shaping me, and it hurts and it sucks a lot. But the power and the beauty and the freedom that comes out of the pain is so worth it. Because when you're new in Christ and you're the child of the king, your goal in life is to look more and more like Jesus. And what we just experienced in worship may be uncomfortable for you, and that is okay. We don't claim to be a charismatic church, a traditional church, a contemporary church. We are the church of Jesus, made up of different backgrounds, different personalities, different experiences, different wirings, different way of expressing yourself. It's all good. It's all good. You're not here to worship the person to your right or to your left. You're here to worship the one who saved you, gave his life for you, poured out everything so that we could have the freedom to pour out our lives to him. And so this morning, I just want us to be still before God as we enter the new year, as we enter into this theme of discovering Jesus. I believe as each and every one of you, whatever it looks like in your own life, takes a step closer to the person of Jesus to discover, just like Christmas, to unwrap. You don't just get the gift that's all wrapped and say, thank you so much, and you keep it all year around just wrapped. I mean, that would be stupid, right? I mean... Is that even respectful to the person who's given you the gift? And so the gift of Jesus is all about discovering, uncovering, unwrapping who he is. Because I promise, as you see a little glimpse, that is nothing compared to the next glimpse you're going to find. Jesus is who he says he is. And Jesus is true. And he just wants you to give him a chance because he will rock your world. I thought it was fitting as we launch this theme. I'm not even going to call it a series because I don't think it's a series. I believe that this is going to be a theme all year long of pressing in and discovering Jesus. Discovering the heart of the Father. Discovering Jesus' ways. Discovering the Holy Spirit's voice and listening and responding. Church, we will look like a completely different church come this time next year if we do that. I promise you. The question is, is do you want that? And if you want that, it's all about pursuing Jesus. 
There's a devotional out there called The Jesus Calling. Many of you may have it. And uh, I try to read it as much as I can because it's, it really is just this female author taking scripture and then through prayer just kind of forming it in how she discerns or senses Jesus talking to her heart. And uh, so I want to read this to you. And I think this is just so fitting. It says, come to me. Discover Jesus starts with coming to him. Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. We need to pursue him. He hasn't moved. He hasn't left. We have. And we need to draw closer to him. Come to me with a teachable spirit. We talked about that last week in Psalms 37, verse 4, I believe. It said, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The word delight actually means to be pliable, to be teachable. And so this, heart, this season, in order to discover Jesus, we need to have a heart that is teachable. How many of you know just in life that once you start learning, you stop growing? It's the same way spiritually in discovering Jesus. You stop learning more and more about the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. You stop growing in the Spirit. And that's why I believe the American church, generally speaking, is filled with a bunch of older adults, when I mean older adults, I mean 21 and above. Older Christians, 30-year Christians, 40-year Christians, 50-year Christians, still crawling, wearing a bib. It's because we stopped growing. It's because we became unteachable. And that's not the Father's design. Come to me with a teachable spirit, eager to be changed. Are you content with where you are right now? I would guess that you would say no. Are you eager to be changed? A close walk with me is a life of continual newness. This is the year I declare of newness. Newness of mind, newness of hope, newness of perspective, newness of relationships, newness of peace, newness of joy. Am I speaking to anybody? Newness. We want newness. And Jesus makes all things new. Do not cling to old ways. Do not cling to old ways as you step into a new year. Instead, seek My face with an open mind. Knowing that your journey with me involves being transformed. Say that word transformed. By the renewing of your mind. The vision here at ECC is very simple. We want to see transformation. Period. In your lives, in our lives, in the church body here, in the community here, the communities around us, and the world. It's life change. As you focus your thoughts on me, be aware that I am fully attentive to you. I see you with a steady eye because my attention span is infinite. 
I know and understand you completely. My thoughts embrace you in everlasting love. Give yourself fully to this adventure of increasing attentiveness to my presence. And so we're going to enter this year right by realigning ourselves in pursuing and discovering Jesus. And I just want to, as your friend and as your pastor's brother, I want to invite you along on that journey. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be a bed of roses, smooth all the way. There's going to be some potholes. There's going to be some obstacles that we need to go around. But we need to understand that the obstacles are actually for our strengthening to bless us. I'm learning myself that everything in my life that I view negative isn't necessarily negative. It's actually positive for the results and the pruning that God is doing in my life. Look at your life. Spiritually, where has your greatest growth been? I can probably lead you back to the valley and the dark storm in your life. God allows the negative to become his positive. Will you let him? So we're entering in a year of discovering Jesus, the life-giving, hope-giving Jesus. And I believe that as you make it a priority, and I say that intentionally, it has to be a priority, church. You prioritize what's important to you. You make time for what you value. And what you value and what you prioritize and what you invest in influences and impacts you greatly. Your life will drastically and dynamically change as you pursue, proactively and intentionally pursue, to discover Jesus. So I want to just focus our time. We're going to actually uh, worship a bit more. I've asked the band since Friday night. I said, we need more of this. <laughs> I was probably a worship team member. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you get excited about that. And we're going to talk about worship in a moment. And I want to kind of cover what, I, I just want to be obedient to where the Lord is leading because I, I just believe that he's speaking to our hearts and we need to listen And sometimes that means slowing down and stop talking. And so as we launch this Discovering Jesus movement, there are so many different ways this year that God wants us to discover his heart And discover Jesus and Jesus' heart. And discover the Holy Spirit. There's so many different forms. So I'm just probably going to cover just a few today. But I just want to kind of get us on the right foot going forward. And the first way, and sometimes the most applicable way to discover Jesus, is his word. His word is so powerful, it has lasted throughout every century. 
It has been proven in every area. I, my mind was going back, and I can't, I can't talk about it now because it'll get me off path here. But when I was in Jerusalem, oh, about eight years ago, it was so powerful to be at the museum and see the actual, the real deal Dead Sea Scrolls that were preserved through thousands of years. Found in 1948, I believe, in the caves of Jerusalem. This is a powerful word. The Bible is powerful. Let's look at two scriptures that talk about discovering Jesus through the scriptures. The first one, and feel free to write this down. I would love for you just to go on this personal journey of discovering Jesus, whatever that looks like for you. <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. All scripture is inspired. All. Say all. You know what the Greek word means of all? All. Yeah, good job. You pass. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God's word is a tool for you. Now, they didn't have the New Testament once Jesus was resurrected until the New Testaments were start, starting to um, ex, uh, expand its way through different areas of the world and then become part of the canon of what we know as the New, Te- New Testament now. Can you imagine with people who did not have the New Testament? All they had was the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus to them. So you know how blessed we are to have the word, the inspired word of God in front of us at all times on any computer screen, phone screen. You don't even need a hard book anymore. You have it on audio. You have it on visual. You have it on YouTube. Wherever you go, God has gifted us this tool to discover Jesus. Are you pursuing that tool? Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God, could you say those two words with me? Is alive and, let's do it again, is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And I'm going to add a spin on it, if you let it. You have to activate it in your life. However, let me just say this. The responsibility of seeing the truth is not yours. The responsibility and the power of seeing the truth of God in the word of God is not your responsibility. You can't on your own accord. You cannot do it. It takes a working of the Holy Spirit 
to take the scales off your eyes and see the truth. So to discover Jesus, the first thing you have to say is, I want to see you. God, help me see your truth. That's the first step. But then we need to allow it to activate in our lives. And so what we do as the DNA, just a lifestyle here at Elevation Community Church, we've been doing it for over a year now. It's called a chapter a day. We're not going to stop. We're still going to do it. Are we going to force you? Absolutely not. You don't have to read a chapter a day. You can read a chapter a week. This is your journey. How much do you desire to discover Jesus and look more like him? And I'll tell you, my year this past year with the chapter a day was definitely hot and cold, hot and cold. And there was times where I was definitely disciplined and in it, and there were times where I wasn't. And that's okay. So we're just, just asking you to try it. A chapter usually takes you about five to ten minutes, if that, unless it's Psalms 119. (laughs) And we're going to do the New Testament again. Well, why that? We've already done it twice. Yeah, we need to do it 30 times. Third time, there's three, a, a new, perfect, full numbers three times. And we're starting today with Matthew 1. Matthew 1. And so I want to encourage you, if you don't have a Bible, find, we have probably about a hundred of these black holy Bibles. It says Elevation Community Church on it. Some are in the flaps in front of you. Please take that and make that yours. Write your name in it. Take a highlighter and pen and color that puppy up. You know, my desire is... That one day, my son will take one of my Bibles, and he will see all my notes and all the highlights and say, this is how my dad lived his life. You can highlight and color your Bible as much as you want, but if it doesn't adhere to your heart, it's not active. I would really encourage you, if you don't have one, there's tons of apps out there. Get a study Bible. The ESV has a great study Bible. The New Living Translation has an awesome study Bible, life application Bible. Get that. Do that as a belated Christmas gift to you. Study the Bible. If we just have the words, it's difficult for some of us, for a lot of us, to understand what we're reading. And the study Bible takes us into uh, indexes and excerpts from uh, theologians and professionals and, 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 and uh, uh, pastors and, and people who study the Word of God and know the Greek and know the Hebrew. And there's maps and everything in it for you to discover Jesus. We have a podcast every Tuesday. Anyone listen to it? One in the back. Um, We're still going to do it for the one in the back. Oh, it's Michael Miller. He's on the podcast, so he would listen to it. Every Tuesday, it's on our phone app. You can get it on the uh, iPod, uh, iPod, excuse me, the um, iTunes podcast app. 
And basically, they take the chapter for the day, and they just dissect it. And here's the three questions we're going to be asking as we discover Jesus this year. You ready? Here's one. What am I discovering about Jesus? In this chapter, what do I see about Jesus? Sometimes it's going to be right off the page and absolutely evident. Sometimes you're going to have to dig. Just like someone discovering a fossil, you have to dig. You have to look. You have to be patient. You have to endure. You have to look at other resources. You have to get a microscope. Go deeper. Magnify things. You may need to talk to other people. What am I discovering about Jesus? The second question is, what is God speaking to my heart? Now, what is God speaking to my heart? (laughs) Sorry about that. What is God speaking to my heart through what I'm reading right now? Holy Spirit, show me what I don't see. And then it's, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? So let's just... Let's just have fun for a minute. Open your Bibles to Matthew 1. If you have your Bibles here, if you don't, it's okay. Just open your phone and act like you're reading along. I'm kidding. It's on the screen as well. Love y'all. Now watch this. You know what I love about reading the Word? Because I'm not a reader. I don't like to read. I have to discipline myself to read. But what I love about the word is it creates this opportunity for us to stop listening to the voices that are grounded in the patterns of this world and culture that are orchestrated by the father of lies, Satan himself. Because what you let in is what you give permission to influence your life. If you really saw the lies you were believing, you would vomit. And so by unveiling the word of God, it allows us to pour the light of Jesus into our hearts. To see him and discover him. So let's look at Matthew 1, 1. Literally one verse, y'all. Can you do one verse? The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, how do we get any devotion out of that? Because the next, like, it feels like the next 50 verses are just names where 90% of them you can't even pronounce. And it's just a list of everyone. And he begat that. And if you don't know what begat means, go ahead to Wikipedia and look, look it up. Um, Hopefully you have a filter on, so anyways, sorry about that, getting distracted. Genealogy of Jesus Christ. And every time I've read this, except this week, every time I've read this, I've passed it. Passed the names, I don't need to know that, that's bad. And then get to Jesus is born. Glory in the highest, right? Let's celebrate Christmas. But I think we need to stop here. And ask, where do we see Jesus and what do we know about Jesus? This is where a study Bible is going to be so helpful to you. Because a lot of times they explain that the, the Greek word 
for genealogy is Genesis. What is Genesis? The be- beginning, right? The beginning. So what it's saying now is there is a new beginning. The old way did not work. And believe me, if you start to read the Old Testament, you will thank God every verse that we don't live by the law. We live by grace. It's for grace you've been saved. And so we look at a new beginning. Why? Because of a new arrival, a birth. Jesus had to be birthed in the world, listen, so he could be birthed in your hearts. All from one verse. And now we look at the name Jesus. Jesus in the Hebrew was a very, very, very common name. And it was Yahshua. Joshua. So there was nothing special about Jesus' name there. Yeshua. But what did Yeshua mean? It means Yahweh saves. God saves For God so loved the world that he gave Yeshua so that whoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yeshua. Does that make sense to you now? Look at that. We just discovered a bit of Jesus. And it gets even better. Is Christ is not his last name. He did not sign his checks, Jesus Christ. Christ, oh, buddy, Christ means anointed one, chosen one. He was chosen before the creation of the world. By the way, he's the one who created the world. He was God and is God, created the world, and he was crucified He was chosen and anointed to be crucified for us before the foundations of the world. And that's where we get then Messiah is the chosen, anointed Savior. And so when the Jews heard Messiah, they knew that was Yahweh is saving through a Savior. And they didn't see him coming. So, what in the world do we do with that? What is God saying to your heart through that? I think what God's saying to me is, let go of your old ways and pursue the newness that only Christ can give. A new birth, a new life is available through Yeshua, the God who saves. And he is the chosen one, the anointed one to save us. He is life eternal. He is the only stable, unwavering truth and hope. He is the answer. He is the life to life everlasting. Do you want to know him? Do you want to walk with him? That is our Jesus, and he is the only way, the only hope to life after this. So my desire for us this year is to discover Jesus through his word, but don't stop there. 
discover Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in everyone who believes in Jesus. It's called the presence of God. Discover the Father's heart. Discover Jesus in prayer. Well, I don't know what to say. Who cares? Just say, God, I'm here. Thanks for loving me. Thanks for saving me. Thanks for never giving up on me. Oh, buddy, now your prayer's going. It's not love, God, I need this, I need that. I need. He knows what you need, and it's okay to present it to him, but come to him and give him thanks for who he is. Discover Jesus through prayer. Discover Jesus through community. In February, we're going to be talking about this in the next couple of weeks. In February, we're starting our small group season, which is going to be 10 weeks of small groups. We would love every single man and woman, child and teen to be in a small group. It's only 10 weeks long. But we're going to discover Jesus together. And lastly, we want to discover Jesus through worship. And I wish I had another 10 minutes, another 30 minutes, even another three hours to talk to you about worship. Because the American Christian church gets it wrong a lot. Let me just even ask you, don't say it out loud, but if you had to define worship, what would that be? More than 50% of Christians say it's music. It's lifting of hands. It's clapping hands. Well, it's reading the word. It's all of the above. Music is just a form, an expression. But worship is all about who you place at the central, most focused point of your life. Worship is about who you crave. Worship is about what you think about all day long. Worship is what you invest in. Worship is what you desire to have more than anything. And so when we worship, I may bounce and get excited and dance. You know why? Because me, how I'm wired, I love to dance. When I go to weddings, me and my wife, we cut the rug. (laughs) Daniel's a good dancer too, man. We just don't slow dance together. But, well, maybe once or twice. But I'd love to have a New Year's Eve bash here in 2020. And let's dance in the new year and worship the new year. Yeah. 20 of you will be here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I love to dance because it's fun. And I get joy. But also when I dance with my wife... I get a little closer to my wife and we have a moment. And so for me, when God just gets a hold of my heart, I just want to dance with him. That may drive you crazy and make you feel awkward. That's why I try to control myself. (laughs) Some of you raise your hands because you're just giving him your everything. Some of you will never raise your hands and that's okay. Will you raise your hearts? Will you give your everything to him? Because if you do, this is just going to (laughs) come. Band, you can come on up. I want to be respectful of our time to worship. 
But I want to say just a few things about discovering Jesus. When you discover Jesus, bit by bit, glory by glory, step by step, this is what's going to happen. It will result in experiential worship. Does everyone hear me? I know I got distractions. It's okay. When we discover Jesus, it will result in experiential worship. What is worship? It's giving honor. It's giving adoration. It's giving gratitude and thanks to the Most High God. John chapter 12 in the New Living Translation says this about this woman named Mary. She was a sister to Martha and Lazarus who Jesus raised from the dead, if you remember that. It says this. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume. How expensive? A year's wages of her. That's expensive. It was made from the essence of nard, not nerd, nard. And she anointed Jesus' feet with it. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I never saw this before. I just saw it right now. What is Christ? Anointed one. She's anointing him because she sees that he's the Christ. Chosen. She anoints his feet and then she wipes his feet with her hair. So what? It is a big deal when women unbind their hair in that culture. It was not permissible in public. And yet she lets it down. A sign of this is who I am. Transparency. And she takes who she is, the most vulnerable part of her, and wipes Jesus' feet with it. And then one of the disciples said, that perfume is worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and given to the poor. Another scripture verse of the same encounter says, what a waste. And Jesus says, no, 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 you don't understand. She sees me. She has discovered me. You can start playing. And so what I want to tell you is this. As you discover Jesus through his word, through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, in community with others, I promise you, you will worship like you've never worshiped before. Why? Worship is pouring your all out to the one who poured his life for you. It's that anointing oil that we pour out to God because he's given us everything. See, when you value Jesus and you see his worth and you see his incredible, awesome power, you can't help yourself but say, God, you are God alone and my life is yours. Be the Lord of my life. So I want us to do that. Whatever that looks like for you, But in order to get wet, you need to jump in the water. So many times we're standing on the edge and we don't want to jump in because we don't want to get wet and it's cold. Just jump in. 
So I tell my kid, and it's really cold. And so he just kind of steps down. Oh, it's cold. Steps back out. So just dive in, buddy. It will get warm. You'll, be, you'll feel fine in just a minute. Just dive in today. Just say, Jesus, we just want to be where you are. We just want to be near your heart. Jesus, I just want to be near. Just show me you. Take my life. Take my callous heart. Would you stand? Take us, Lord. Right now in this time of worship, we push out distractions and we run after you. Jesus' name. If you want prayer or you just want to come to the altar and not be bothered, just come to the steps. If you want prayer, just come to the front here. If you don't want to be bothered and you just want to come to the altar and just be where he is, he's here. I'm not saying he's at these steps, okay? It is a posture of surrender. It's a posture of pursuing God at all costs. But if you want prayer, just come forward. And one of the leaders and ministry team is going to pray for you. Bam, would you lead us into the presence of the King of Kings? Worthy of every song we could ever sing.